You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I almost got lost in that, so yeah. it sped up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it over Your with. normal pacing, yeah. This week, uh, we are doing Booksmart yeah. and not Aladdin. Right. Which uh, I got, it is a funny thing. Uh, Aladdin itself is a funny thing, kind of, but it's like the the backlash and the anti-backlash, like keep going back and forth, like day by day, you can't tell yeah. what, the what the overall what the actual reaction barometer is. And, uh, you know... It, it's uh, it's made plenty of money, although it's it's not as good as no. uh, a lot of the other live action things. And it you know it's really weird the whole live action thing because they're just making everything right into live action. And you know some of them like you hated Beauty and the Beast. I didn't. I gotta watch it again. I guess. Well, you didn't you like it. it anyway. I didn't like it. Um, I liked it, but I felt like when they did Beauty and the Beast. They at least had a purpose, yeah. To doing I, it, I agree that there was there was like a it, it wasn't just I don't know we can make more money if we just release this again, right? There was kind of like a point to doing it again, yeah. And they, you know, explored different things. They mm-hmm. changed part of the story, sort of. They gave you more detail on parts yeah. and whatever. They, they showed you bit. more of the dad, and you yeah. know, there was like a theory, yeah. And Aladdin, I feel like there's no theory. I feel like the theory yeah. is just we're just going to do them all. That's our theory. Right. <laughs> we'll make right. a bunch of money if we just make them all. Yeah. And uh, but you know, people love it. People hate it. It's obviously going to make money. And I think that one of the weird things is that people for this particular movie like talk about how much money it made. As though it means anything, right? Right. I mean, it means nothing. Everyone's going to go see it. Uh, enough people are going to go see right. it. I mean, if it had opened, you know, to like four or five times what it did, then maybe that would be something to talk that about. Would be a different, but I yeah. mean, you know, it's going to make that yeah. much money, even if it was, even if everybody ended up hating it. <laughs> it was still. Gonna they're still going to go see it to find yeah. out if they hate it or right. whatever. They're still right. going to go see it anyway. Um, and I have not seen all of it. I've I've seen some. I've seen a lot of it. Half? Um it's awful. Is it? it? it it's really I hate oh, it. Man. I personally hate it. I hate it just because uh when you're doing something like this that's so meaningless, mm-hmm. I think, and and just goofy. I mean, you know, the original is good enough. Just re-release yeah. that. The whole yeah. it's so I don't this, know. It's, this it's thing. just awful and cheesy and goofy and Will Smith is Every bit as bad as everyone said as he was fear. when you saw like five seconds in a trailer like right. months and months and months ago, and everyone said, What the hell? Right. And they were exactly right. It's there's not many that I wish they'd just stay away from, and Beauty and the Beast wasn't one of them. But like the and it's not that you said anything that I disagree with, they you know, they had the ability, they wanted to explore stuff. I keep fearing they're going to redo like The Wizard of Oz, right? You don't have to redo that film, right? I know it was. I know it's almost a hundred years old. It's forever it's fine. ago. Right? Like it just because we can digitize monkey hair better. <laughs> right. I don't need to see that. Like right. leave it alone. And when they dive into things 
whether it's this weird fashion of remaking things that are only six years old right. or, you know, 80, it, I, I don't get that. If you can, if you can reasonably say, and I get the argument in Beauty and the Beast on some of those avenues, and that was part of the stuff that I did like, you know, when they right. did explore and do and do more deep diving and stuff, and it and part of it is really amazing to see it. I mean, <laughs> to say that it's live when there's so much animation in it, right. you know, I mean, it, it's different, but to see a non-animated version of it is it's really interesting. I just, I think I got to watch it again. Maybe that was not my night. Yeah. Because I remember coming in, I you were know. like 10, I'm like four. And you're like, <laughs> right. what? You know, so. Yeah. I Yeah. I thought that one was really good. And I liked the, in Beauty and the Beast, I thought one of the other things that was interesting about that to me was that you could give this now to an actual actor mm-hmm. who could then try and do more with that character yeah. or be, uh, you know, theoretically anyway, be more expressive about things yeah. that happen because you're an actual person right. instead of just a person drawing stuff. And it's then it's like another level. Yeah. And I don't get the impression they were really trying to do that <laughs> in Aladdin anyway. No. Like they weren't really – I mean maybe there's an argument that they – they have that theory yeah. somewhere, but yeah. I don't know. The only thing that I, I would ever excuse Aladdin for is the Spider-Man principle, which is sometimes they make a film because they're going to lose the rights. Right. A Bond movie. Like right, you got to make right. one. You, in your contract, you have to make one in good By faith. X year. Within every or, three right, years right. or we get the rights back and we go wherever. So then sometimes you get a shitty version. Right. Or they're just like, hey, we're about to lose the rights to Mickey Mouse unless we throw him in a movie. So Mickey goes to the bathroom <laughs> right. or whatever. Then I would excuse it only because I understand the business side. But it just looks like a really like false cash grab when the film and because Robin Williams is still beloved. Like, it, it just seems so absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. And then all it does look like is, well, we weren't going to lose the license. We just I to think, make some cash. I think, too, that uh, I think, first of all, Will Smith's bad in what I've he seen. He should have just refused. In, in what I've seen. Yeah. Well, you would think, but uh, I think it really, you know, in a in a weird way, and all the Will Smith fans will uh, send yeah. us emails, but I think it just makes him look bad. Like, yeah. you know... I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Will Smith is not the first choice. He's I, he's not the first person they asked, right, right? Right. And there are a lot of people out there going, "I'm going to do Robin Williams." Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, they got around Dude. to Will Smith. Was like, "I'll do it." And I got to tell you, and I love the guy. I think he, I think he's really fun. I think he's super talented. But this had Jack Black written all over it. Uh, and I'm not even sure that maybe. I mean, I can see Jack just being like, "All right, I'll do something a little different than Robin did." But you I, know. I feel like I'm not a huge Jack Black fan. I know, anyway, I know he's all right when he's all right. Yeah. If he's in the right thing, you know, he's okay. But I don't love him in anything. But I feel like um, I don't mind him as a person. No, I know right? what you mean. But the roles that but, he's choosing. Uh, but I don't know that you know. I need to see a Jack Black film every year. Just because stick him in something, right, like if it's right. not the right thing or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like you know he would have been one of the people who'd have said, no, "I'm not. I'm not. Gonna I'm not that. doing Robin." Did you Williams. see the first half, like the middle or the end? Like what I, have you? I, I've seen like a bunch of parts kind of spread out, scattered. You're throughout. not gonna. Yeah. It's not worth no. finishing. Yeah. That's no, a, I mean that's I have enough. to. I have to finish it pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch the whole thing pretty soon. But yeah. Uh, but just over like the last several months, you know, just, right. 
parts here and there. Is it one of those things where you can see the kids really digging it though? Like just for some reason, adults uh, are looking at it and being the, like, the right age kid will probably maybe. like yeah. it. But um, I feel like it's a weird thing too because even even the right age kid, I feel like would if they've seen the original, they would right. just want that. They just again, skip over. You know? right. It's like now that I've seen both, which one do you want to get, watch again? I remember being a certain it. age and. And I was, you know, I was pretty young, and I just wanted to watch every movie. I didn't care. I mean, I didn't right. have the same choices of, well, they just remade The Karate Kid. I just want to watch the original. No, I watched right. the new one. I watched every film I could see. Right. I was voracious for it. But yeah. then I realized that was not the way to go. All right. So Booksmart. Also, um, Booksmart. Uh, before we start talking about it at all, we'll uh, jump out with our ratings like we do. But uh, this movie also is uh, weird in the ethos i don't know the internet has yeah multiple odd reactions in every different direction and uh i think oddly getting a lot of attention despite not doing that well in theaters yeah and it's it's gotten this kind of uh newfound push of everybody chiming in for people to go see it and stuff yeah. like that. anyway uh i feel like I was pretty generous and gave this movie a three. Oh wow, you were you're a little <laughs> lower than I thought. Wow. No, I I was uh not a fan of this movie. Yeah. At all. Three, man. God, I was way off on you. I had you at like five. No, I uh there were there were some fairly decent parts. Yeah. Um but without going too far into anything, this felt to me like uh, I think the main, my main summary of my feelings of this movie, right, <laughs> yeah. is that this is just a movie that comes out like every three months on micro budget something, mm-hmm. right? Except that it's got bigger people in it, yeah, bigger people behind it. Olivia right. Wilde mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, I don't know, get it some more money or whatever. It got a, it's still pretty low budget. Yeah. Um, but got it more attention and got it a release or whatever. But you know, you could watch this film every third day if you want. There's nothing, there's nothing about this that elevated it for me. And frankly, there's a lot of people on, on social media who are lumping this movie together with edge of 17 and lady bird and I feel like there is no bigger insult to those two movies, right? Because yeah. both of those movies are light years better than this one. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, anyway, I give it a three. You're a little kinder than I am. I was, I was a very kind two, and that's mostly based on the fun I had with it. A very small handful of scenes, and one scene in particular that I thought was absolutely like a little frustrating, not because it was done badly but because i actually wish the whole film had been like the party right the stuff at the party when they eventually i mean this is kind of like a super bad meets harold and kumar versus every teen comedy you've ever had where we're about to graduate high school and split up we got to hit that one final party and really let our freak flags fly or at least see if we have a freak flag that could fly fly. right and we're going to learn everything about everyone we've ever been in school with that we've ignored for 12 years right. in a four-hour window because we watch them get busted for drugs or they're running from a right, bully, right. you know, these things. The moment that it gets to the real party, there's there's a sense of 
like affection that the film has both at least for me both with the characters that finally are now in an environment where it would be so easy to just like slap labels on them like that's the idiot jock this is the scumbag right. loser these are the guys that do keg stands until there's nothing and then they <clears> burn <throat> their house down right it's all uh it's all it's kind of like reverse engineering right. the end of breakfast club <laughs> it is it is it's, it's a stereotype and then it's the analysis of them and do they fill it sure they're kids they still haven't figured out who they are yet it's not centered around what could be really a disposable throwaway scene, which is when she's when Amy's in the pool. Yeah. But the pool is just like the cherry on the cake of this whole thing that happens when they get there. That if the whole movie had shown in some reliable wave, then the film would have been really, really strong. Right. I'm I'm also, you know, I was aware of the ratings, I was aware of the buzz. Uh I thought of things like, you know, the films like this that I enjoy, whether they're really slapsticky like Mean Girls or Clueless, or whether they're really supposed to be kind of heartfelt and still amusing like Ladybird. Right. And and all the buzz and I just thought, yeah, I like Olivia Wilde. She seems really smart, thoughtful, and I'm I'm guessing she's <clears throat> probably got some talent. And even if she didn't, she's got some really interesting executive producers like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Those guys, if she needed help, they'd, they'd put her in the right direction. Like, I, this might be really fun. Right. And strangely and unfairly, even though this is the this is kind of an antithesis film, I'd just seen Jonah Hill's mid-90s. And I thought that was pretty yeah, strong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, surprisingly strong, though faulted. Right. It showed, like, an idea there that I believed he really put his heart into. And this, this felt more... Not just the lather like negatives on it, but it just felt insincere, irrelevant, pandering, and really fucking pretentious. Yeah. Like really. There were times where it was slathering these ideas <clears throat> on me. And I was like, that's great. You're you're basically telling me, not showing me things. Like I'm supposed to get that you're hip, mature, 17, 18 year old kids who are hyper political, and even though the film doesn't really deal with the self-awareness of things. And then it just picks things up and drops them because we got a funny scene we got to transition to. Yeah. And there's no cohesion from scene to scene except that we're dealing with female characters who are basically running the telephone game plotline of Superbad. Yeah, like if somebody yeah. in a room told you what it was and then somebody else told that person, by the time it came to you after 10 interpretations, you'd have this movie. You'd have this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds friggin' great if you're telling me that this is the film you're going to make because then I believe, well, you'll probably flesh it out, make it really thoughtful and fill in the blanks. No, no, you don't, you don't really do any of that because it seems that you're more interested in just the style over the substance. Especially when it comes to like some of the side characters, and it didn't even have to be that way, yeah. It, and it's uh, you know, there's there's the rich doofus yeah. kid, right? Mm -hmm. The guy, yeah. Uh, and he, I think, it is kind of the furthest reach of everything that's wrong with everyone in, in the movie, <laughs> right. as just far as characters, right? Yeah, because he's just. Uh, He's just like as far as you could go. It's almost like the movie is trying to dive into some hyperbolic realm of right. over saying everything. Right. And if it would have done that, <laughs> right, that take that step, that would have been Fine. a road, right. Right? right? But it didn't actually do it. It right. it it did the same things, but then tried to pretend to be mm -hmm. real or right. whatever. It, so it was very weird. It was. Um, 
you know, overall, looking at a lot of the different parts, it felt a lot like somebody trying to make the breakfast club mm-hmm. who had never actually been to high school. Right. But, they'd been homeschooled. But and, had seen films they'd heard, about yeah. high school or yeah. they'd heard stories or something, but they were like, I don't know. Some I, people are like this. Some people are like right, this. Right. So here's like a funny night that the, happened or the whatever. utopian idea here which is a weird word to put on this too but the idea that we are so advanced that you know we've got a school full of every genre of class you know you've got the the jocks the geeks the nerds the band guys all these things that you see in every way of life and every film about high school they all get along like it's like right. this kumbaya school where, well, and then, where they well, don't even and they suggest sort of don't right but at it, first but then but they all know each other right and they they the first part of the movie clearly gives us like this distance between everybody right, right? and then nothing happens in between right but then at the end of the movie, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you go, girl, I, and I everybody I, likes everybody. It's yeah. So there, but there's nothing. Nothing actually happened. That and plus, it's like all in 24 hours. Right. It's there's a, no facilitator <laughs> there except something that you know we do all the heavy lifting for. It, it's sort of uneven in the beginning. I don't necessarily need to see groups, you know, pushing some kid in a locker and pulling his pants over his head. Like I, okay, that happened every day in school, I'm sure, but. But everybody in their different cliques all get along, even though there's clearly different cliques. And I thought, okay, it's just playing it safe. We'll get going. I got a real push of how much fun it could be when they all go to the bathroom. And it's a unisex bathroom, which right, I'm like, right. okay, super progressive. We're just, we're virtue signaling. Right, all the right. time, the, the bumper stickers on her car when she picks her up, which I get are just quick descriptors of who we're trying to be. But then it just never really like it's showing it, but it never really attests to it or owns it. It just wants you to know that it knows it's out there. Right. And that's the pandering kind of pretentious part of everything. When it when it gets to the unisex bathroom scene, which I thought immediately shifted into three great gears and went full blast. Like I was in the film then because I'm like, this is great. Right. Now you got characters who really are not like pastiches of other characters but they're real characters and there's a real grounding here and now there are consequences and their relationships are not fragile they're actually volatile right and i'm like okay that's that's great and then it drops it for like 45 minutes well and and what it does too is uh, so somewhere in this movie Mm -hmm. sadly there's like a really good movie there actually are characters in this movie who are really cool yep they're not the main characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. Um, the, well, the, one of them. The, yeah. The, so Caitlin, Caitlin Deaver. Right. Um, who is Amy. F- from the uh, TV show. What's that TV show? I only um, remember her from Justified. She was great in that. Oh, she was in Justified. She was yeah. Loretta. Like, she's, I, she's in- It's uh, funny. I, don't, I know her in other things, but it's it's weird. I only know her from that because that's how I remember her from- um, No, but she's on Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Yeah, she's on Last Man Standing. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. She's on Justified, and I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, and she is really good in that. She's great. She is theoretically a really good character. Yeah. And she has moments where she's allowed to be that character, yep. but there aren't that many- and the the worst part of it is, is that the character, when she's being the character that I like, and it sort of services the plot of the story because ultimately we get this whole yelling at each other scene where, right. you know, she's kind of 
controlled by her best friend a yeah. little bit. But when she's the character that is interesting that I like, yeah, and, and we get a I don't know a decent smattering of that character. But when she's that character, I don't believe she's the other character. Right, like that right. character would not do the other right. things that yeah. ha- that right. happened to the other person she's playing in the same movie. Yeah. Um, but when we have her, and we have a fair amount of the side characters, if you give them a chance, are actually fun and interesting. And the weirdest thing for me is that the uh, the like jock vice president guy, mm-hmm. right? He's the like the most believable yeah. side Strangely. character person. Strangely, and uh, you know we start to get to know him at this party, yeah. and he's just like a normal guy. He's just and every, you're like, yeah, why? Why can't anybody else in this movie yeah. just be an actual person? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like weirdly locked in these roles, but then don't actually live up to the roles right. or make any sense out of the roles. And <laughs> one of the funniest things, in a bad way. Is uh, when they when they show up like like I said early on in the movie, they can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Just like all high school people, right? Right. right. <laughs> they know each other. Yeah. They all know each other, but they don't. You know, they're not in the same cliques or travel right. in the same circles. So right. they're just like you're some other person that I kind of know. Yeah. And uh, and they show up to the drama like party, right? Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? Right. Yep. <laughs> and he doesn't like them. Right. Right. And he's not supposed to like them. And that's great. Let's not like them. Right. right. That's right. perfectly normal stuff. And then he's like, well, fine. You're here anyway. Come on in. Yeah. What? Right. That's not a thing. Right. <laughs> you yeah. don't like them. Yeah. And then the next morning we're at graduation. He's like, woo, woo. I love them. Right. They're, They're my the favorite greatest, people. Right. Even though they killed my party <laughs> like, and ruined my play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the character that he's being is like such a pissy guy. Yeah. That, I don't know. It's just all that like interaction is just what happens in like every moment right. in the movie is there's <laughs> some character who has some label thrown on him. Yeah. Because the principal from the breakfast club came through and started handing out your roles, like that guy, right? right? He's like, this is who you are. This is who you are. And then they don't actually like live up to being that person anyway. Right. And if they did, that wouldn't be right either. That, that (laughs) scene could have been so subversive for what was happening in their lives. And they didn't either know it or they knew it and embraced it where they're getting labels like, okay, you're the mayor, you're in charge of, you know, all the, that would have been so much fun. And I kept waiting for it to pick up. And be that film. And it just did nothing. But the, with the it. same idea that they would go into that party is the same characters in like 10 more minutes that get on like SS, you know, the boat, the SS right, sexual right. assault, you know, <laughs> ship. That, right. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? I, I actually had this thought when I was watching it. When they got on the boat and stayed just long enough, I thought, I believed Harold and Kumar riding a cheetah more than I believe anything right. the characters are doing in the last 40 minutes. Right. Like there's not and a then, thing. And they have that whole boat thing. And I thought as, as that part is starting, right. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, you almost against your own will, you're kind of liking that rich yeah. kid, you know? Yeah. And, and he actually does a pretty good job of, he, of at least he's great. having some charm. Redeeming to him, value. You know? Yeah. But when that part when that part first started, I was like, okay, this boat thing. When they get on and see that uh, no one's there and right. stuff, you know, when that 
part first started, I was like, okay, this is actually going to like take us somewhere. Right. Like there's going to be right. some point to having gotten on this, this boat in the right. first place. Right. And then no, there 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 isn't. The I, whole scene is just uh like nonsensical, like ten minute play yep. of I just want to keep hammering home yeah. who this guy is and that he's really rich. And we think hors d'oeuvres are funny. And yeah. And and maybe the whole thing is And the guy keeps showing up yeah. and that's funny. Maybe maybe the whole thing is to just service like we gotta get them to eat the strawberry somehow. Maybe. And I'm like, yeah. that's that's such but a that's trope, a total but you don't waste. need that. Yeah, that's so weird. That that's a waste of time and really uh we could have had the rich girl character right. uh, we could have had both of them just be outside Show up and or do, right, whatever. Right. That could have been like thirty seconds. Yeah. And it's and nothing happens there that means anything or actually gets you anywhere. There's a lot of the middle of this movie Mm -hmm. that really feels like it's still too short. (laughs) Like throw in a scene, make something up. It's so weird around that window too, because it's strangely frustrating to have thoughtful, just flashes. Like I love when they're trying to find the party that they don't know where it is because they don't socialize with anyone. And And they get the text message from the guy who's like, it's here. They're like, awesome. I love that because right. that's exactly what he would do, and that's exactly why they would go there. And then I, when I, they get there, they're mad. I love like, the fact, in a really horrible way, I love the fact that they leave their house yeah. not knowing where the party is, right? even though I don't believe it. Right. Like, like that's a part in the movie that I don't believe makes right. any sense or that they would do that. Yeah. But I still could just kind of love the way that played out, that they they <laughs> – like pull the wool over their parrot's eyes and yep. sneak out with these big coats on and throw it all out. That's yeah. like a decent scene for me. It's not yeah. great or anything, but that was a decent scene for me because then the next thing you know, we just see them they're just sitting there. Right. Right. Well, That's now it. what? Yeah, what? Yeah. And, then, and they've got nothing. I, I love, uh, even though it's insane to think in Los Angeles, which is definitely in Los Angeles, it says so they find, you know, they find the clue to get to the pizza place. Right. You know, and then they're like, this guy knows where the party is. Okay, that's like saying there's one Domino's in Chicago. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. I love the scene with the pizza guy, even though I I wondered if it would actually be thoughtful later. It ultimately ends it is. up kind of a goofy thing. And it just though. winds up reminding me of like how interconnected everything should have been and could have been. And yeah, it's a strange MacGuffin thing. But in the end, also like you you mentioned later, by the time we get to the conclusion of the film... And everyone's cheering people that they don't like and don't know. Nobody earned anything. Like right. the, it's not even like a facilitated thing. It's just the last memory that they have of each other is like a fight between friends that I guess is on YouTube and video right. And everyone just starts recording them. And is strange as a director's choice. Like when the music overtakes what's actually being said because we don't want to hear what acerbically is being thrown back and forth. Right. Because we don't want to like have any responsibility for it. And I'm like, that's that's the film. Right. That's the film. All gloss, no substance, just shiny up things with characters that just show semblances and moments of being interesting and real and then like hide it because we're just not sure how to get there with them. I it's a strangely frustrating movie because I had heard I didn't believe, but I'd heard all the buzz. Every, right. I mean like like your wife said, like it's a hundred percent fresh or something really yeah, yeah. insane. And every time I hear that now, I'm like, no, it isn't. 
There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't believe. But then I'll see a film like Lady Bird, you know, that is a hundred percent fresh or was close enough to it. And I'm like, well, that that's right. Right. That that's a strangely thoughtful and poignant kind of like look at life when you're that age. I don't I don't know, man. I I I looked after we saw the film and I saw just out of curiosity what Metacritic did, what Rotten Tomatoes did, and for the most part, critics are all over themselves to be here. And I wonder if, because they can't have seen the film I saw. They must have seen <laughs> the film that is being shown to them, like in a way, like it's the virtue signaling thing. We have to be all inclusive. Like, look at these ideas. Right. Forget the execution. Isn't this great? And they're right. like, it is. It's there is something about this movie in uh, it seems it's like baffling. anyway in the critical response that is much more the theoretical movie. Yeah, that could have been. They saw that, like I said, <laughs> there is a good movie that could have happened in here. Yeah, and uh, it you know tones down the goofiness of mm-hmm. these friends in their goofy parts. Right. And actually delivers more of the side characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like halfway through this movie, I was bored with the two main characters. Yeah. The only time the one girl is interesting is when she's dealing with other people. When she's alone or with other. Yeah. And the other girl is never interesting. Right. Uh, she's like uh, the epitome of not being interesting. She's a complete goofy cliche of a character and mm-hmm. never goes anywhere from that yeah. she never changes anything except when you get to the end of the movie she says i'm sorry i'm so controlling right and, right and, and that's and then, supposed to be it and then this- everything's good and the funny stuff that happens in the movie is almost exclusively not dependent on either of them mm-hmm. or just isn't funny right it's like uh Sometimes they do stuff that is, uh, I don't know, not comfortable and right. it's supposed to and be that's funny because be they're funny. embarrassed yeah. or, you know, whatever. And it's just, it's not funny. And I don't know what this is supposed to be doing for, uh, you know, like both of those other movies, uh, mm. Lady Bird and Edge of Seventeen yeah. are like really cool looks at the female side of yeah. movies that we've been watching Forever. you know a hundred times yeah and this really isn't no. it's like accidentally about girls <laughs> it's a it's about yeah. girls because you happen to make these two people girls but it's not it's not about i, I don't know it's not about it doesn't feel genuine view yeah. of anything it's you could have just made this movie about guys it and be exactly the same movie in a way man it sounds so strangely like and i don't mean to be that insulting about it it sounds like some guys wrote a film about what they think girls talk about it and does. you know what we'll do we'll put one of them on the way to africa to help a village make their own tampons because I think that's what girls would do. Yeah, because that's what an activist you know, girl would. And oh, remember that girl, Becky? She was so in love with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I bet she wishes she could be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's make let's make Molly right. want to be the first Supreme and, Court. And you know, like 20 this years movie old. has this thing that I swear to God, it's like uh, it's like the new version of like girls having a pillow fight or yeah. girls bouncing up and down on their beds, right. singing and shaking their head and everything, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, these two looking at each other and telling each other how gorgeous they are all the time. Right, right. 
I'm like, that is the weirdest false thing. And this is, you know, going back like 20 years ago, every other movie with a girl in it mm-hmm. either had a scene where she was jumping on the bed in her room singing. Yeah. Or there, you know, there's like a pillow fight or, yep. you know, whatever. And, you know, it comes to the point, I don't know what tr- kind of feminine thing you're trying to do, but if girls really do that, mm-hmm. don't put it in your movie anyway. <laughs> right. Like, right. Make them faker or something. Yeah, right. Because it just, in the movie, it only it would be one thing if they just, you know, told each other they were good looking, right? A couple of times, or right. said you look great in that, or something. But they do this whole like song and dance about it that never ends to the to the point that in the one time they do it, their teacher's like, um, "Are you right. going to go you- in the party?" <laughs> right. And it's like, what are you what are you trying to say there? Yeah. I mean that they're ridiculous. Yeah. Why is that? Right. <laughs> Why is that a thing? No, I, that was so weird too. Like I expected it was, was kind of cool seeing uh, Jason Sudeikis as the principal with, you know, yeah, okay, no big deal. Yeah. It's just fun. Just in the moment. Cause his first scene is great. The next scene we see him in not great at all. He, it, I, I just became aware, like the really cool, attractive teacher is named Miss Fine. Oh, yeah. I expect him to be principal average, right. you know, or a principal sketchy or what. I mean, just like, <laughs> Really, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. this is how you're doing these things. There's in in moment, that f- in that first scene, I really like him too, and I liked great. I liked the movie better. I did too at, at that point at that too, because he's just ah, oh, it's yeah, the last like, day, oh. and right. he's the, the he doesn't even do anything except he hears her in the doorway after his announcement, and he's like, okay. I think I can play like solitaire for a minute or I can look at my LinkedIn right, page right. or whatever. And he just like deflates when he just knows they're in the way. He's like, ah, right. and then he picks up. He's like, how you doing? And she is, you know, the, she's the exact student yep. that he would, ra- he, he would rather would take like a sick day on yeah. the last day and or she's, something. And, and they understand like we want her to be Tracy Flick. You right. know, you can't, you can't easily do that. She's got this moment, strangely enough, I agree with everything you said about them being together as a dynamic and actually how Amy is best only when she's like kind of away from Molly, strangely. And they're the main characters of the film. When Molly's walking around the party and sees the guy she has a crush on talking to other people and kissing other people. Right, right. You know, I, it's strange to say... I think that that might be the best moment of the film for her, but that's not hard acting. Right. You, you walk in, just be like, okay, you see that? You're disappointed. <clears throat> now you have to kind of walk out with the head right, of shame. Right. But still, I, when I saw that and I and I thought, well, this is a really good scene. And I went, how low is my bar for this? <laughs> that, right. that, like I but do that when I does, go to the refrigerator. She does actually have some good parts, which but sucks they, more. Dude, they oversell it. Like it's it's fine to finally not see Melissa McCarthy and Will Ferrell only do these things where we run a scene forty seconds too long into the uncomfortable because we're gonna try to get you to laugh there. Right, right. Like these things, one of those scenes, like you said, is like, Oh, you're so beautiful, you're so super attractive. No, you are, you are. No, you are. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, okay. Right. Like detention. how do how do they get anything done? Like you have detention. Go home. <laughs> right. Like I'm not gonna t- you don't graduate, you know. Uh it, at least it's comforting to know that it doesn't work for everybody. Like that kind of scene, I'm right. so sick of seeing. I I wonder seriously if uh, because the movie hasn't done well, yeah, uh, in box office anyway, right? Uh, and everyone on the internet is going, "Why the hell won't people see this?" Right. And critics are saying it's really good and everything. And I kind of wonder if the fact that more people 
uh, haven't gone to this movie isn't a result of movie critics actually serving a purpose. Because maybe, right? I know what you mean. Maybe people are reading the really good reviews of this, right? But they're actually getting an idea of how much they would like it, right? And then going, nope, not going to. <laughs> I would love to think that because these sites, these aggregate sites, are popular, whether it's Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or whatever. I think people are looking, especially on Metacritic. You know, the average review I think is like eighty nine. It's huge, right? And then the user review is like five point seven. Yeah, and I think people are like well, let me just see what somebody else might say. And right. you dive into that like you dive into the comment section of any local newspaper. It's all at your own risk. <laughs> right. Because somebody's in there like, there wasn't enough nudity. I'm like, dude, they're in high school. <laughs> you know, like all these dumb things. But then every once in a while, you'll see someone just say like, this is stupid and here's why. <laughs> right. And maybe that's turning people off. I almost took a full star away for Olivia Wilde's like patronizing tweet over the weekend, like, please go see this movie. This is a movie by women for women about women. Right. You need to support. Th-. And I'm like, no. And you know, because it's not a good movie. Uh, right. Like, uh, if you made a good movie, I'd I'd retweet that. And I'd, I'd and scream you know, it from the mountaintop. I'll tell you too. Be, there is, uh, I think, there's at least some number of these critics mm-hmm. who really are feeling their job. I mean. Yeah. You don't you don't want to be the guy who is writing a bad review of the movie that's by women for women. Sure. But, sure. But you know, liking a movie because it's by women right. it it is catch. not really different than no. not liking a movie because right. it's by women. Right. That's the same <laughs> right. coin. Maybe it'll catch fire and you'll look really great when the virtue signaling peacock comes out and ruffles its feathers out and you know, look at me, look at me. But I just I, I look at some of the people whose reviews I like and often feel like I'm with, and they were more glowing than critical. And I just am like, I, I'm with you. I think you just don't have enough nuts to stand up and say, I thought Zero Dark Thirty was stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I remember telling you, speaking of that, I remember telling you there was one scene in that film, strangely, everything comes back to Zero Dark Thirty, where Jessica Chastain is like screaming. And I went, I think that's the only scene I like. And you're like, you only like it because she's yelling. She's not really doing anything. And I'm like... I think so. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. Like, it, it's not that there were so many missed opportunities. I, I told I told your wife this real quick um, when you had stepped off for a second. Um, that for a second, when I was watching the film, I thought maybe I'm too old for these like films now. And then I went, no, I I remembered. I just saw Lady Bird, mid '90s, like on and on and on. I could quote all these right, right. all these films that I've been seeing that are about teen high school-ish issues. And I think they're great and they're fun. This movie just sucks. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm going to make excuses doubting myself when I'm seeing something that is ineffective. I'm going to call it for what it is and say, yeah, it had good ideas. Yeah, it had a good, it had a good periphery. It it is, it, like I said, it has a good theory. There's a good movie in here and I wish that I got to see it because I would like to see what these characters, at least some of them did in that better movie. Yeah, me too. But this movie for me, I would still like, even though I greatly dislike this movie, right? I would still like to see everyone involved in making this movie. Right. Try again. This yeah. is like if you saw Weird Science first. Right. right. <laughs> and then you said, I'm not going to see anything else by him because that movie right. sucked too. Yeah. And and they're kind of similar in a way too because Weird Science also has like a lot of the things you want. Mm-hmm. It's just hollow and doesn't know what to do with them, right? <laughs> I love Weird Science. I'm not going to go on that. Oh, well, Weird Science whatever. is fine. But- this oh, movie God. is like if you had 
all the right yeah. parts. You just right. didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And then in the end, it's not really about anything, right. you know, like it's, right. it's not about anyone coming of age or mm-hmm. learning anything or getting anywhere. It's like the hangover, you know, that's yeah. not about anything. It's just, right. here's it's just some crazy shit that shit. happened. Yeah. Right. Right. And this movie is, you know, just about some funny shit that happened. It's just not that funny. Right. It, but it doesn't get anywhere and it pretends like it is. And right. all you really learn in the end, like it, if you learn anything, if, if you actually give this movie a chance to tell something to you and you believe that it can, I mean, all it really has is that these people should not be friends. Right. (laughs) And then you get to the end and then they're like even better friends. Like Mm -hmm. there's some weird statement we're making about really disliking the person you're stuck with as a best friend. (laughs) And then when it finally comes out, it's like the one person isn't allowed to control you anymore, so they're really pissed about that, yeah. and you're really pissed about being controlled the whole time. Yeah. And then we yelled at each other for a while, and now there's some kind of like catharsis that makes us even better friends because we know we don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. like what right. is where, happening? Where are we? Yeah, and then and then we're supposed to uh, you know drive a flashy car across the field yeah, right. to graduation, and everyone loves us, and hooray! Right. I, I mean, right. I I don't know. It's really weird. And the weirdest part of it is that if either one of these two people, I I get this like cool angst over who <laughs> you wish you could date. Right. Which is cool, which is like clouding your judgment because you're a teenager and you're, um, you know, you're lost in your hormones or whatever. And you have crushes on people. But then it turns out there's like this really weird flip to the general story of, you know, coming of age movies, which is, uh, you know, these two people get to know these two people that they have crushes on and find out that they're actually really cool people. Right. And then, and then, and then get really pissed at everything and everyone when everyone else is in high school is actually a really cool person, except for these two, (laughs) except for these two. And you're like, what? Yeah. That's like, nobody's, nobody's ever mean to them. (laughs) Right. Nobody ever actually does unkind things to them, except when they're talking about her in the bathroom. Right. And even then it's like the tamest that was shredding yeah. of someone that's that was ever the happened. Roast I've right. ever heard of it in was a bathroom. Like, yeah. It was like she's uptight. That, <laughs> and, then, and then you're crushed. And that's a weird thing too, because it's almost like they they don't have enough teeth to be dangerous like they're like oh you know she's she's really sexy you gotta have sex with her all day and be like okay maybe that's your type that's fine yeah her personality sucks though yeah i'd and put I'm a like, bag on her this personality. is this is where you're going like you, you got to be more violent about it more no, vile about it more than anything but you have to be verbally violent about it you you wouldn't be that nice unless you knew she was in the stall right and then that whole scene falls apart and i'm I'm just watching it and I'm like, I'm confused. I don't really know if it's the best you could do or if you're phoning this in or if this was just the, go in there, these are your characters, just do something and we'll film And it. then it's even weirder, I mean, for me, yeah. but <laughs> it's even weirder for me because the girl in the stall, mm-hmm. right, is not worried about whether or not people like her personality. Right. 
she's worried about whether or not anyone wants to have sex with her. Right. And now she's like coming out of the bathroom stall, like affirmed. Right. Like I'm <laughs> but pissed yeah, about it right. or whatever. Yeah. And these are the same people that, you know, no one, like I said, no one in this movie is a jerk. You get like basically yeah. the jerkiest guy who's mm-hmm. like the leader of the jerks. Right. And he is the nicest guy you could ever want to go to high school with. Right. Like you come over, he just starts hope, talking hope, to you, yeah. hanging out with you. Sure, come on, you cool. showed up. Yeah, That's right, awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and everybody at the party, actually, yeah. like everybody at the party, this is like the nerds at high school suddenly show up at the party of all the cool people. Yeah. And all the cool people can do is go, come on in. Right. Right. I've been waiting for your karaoke song. Yeah. You guys showed up. That's awesome. Even Uh, the weird, creepy girl that's like supposed to be, uh, maybe I inferred this totally wrong, but she's supposed to be like the class model and she's just creepy bathroom smoker girl. Right. And I'm like, "Mm, you kind of don't resemble that to me, but all right. And there's this whole, Thing that they figure out about each other to set up this weird scene at the end because we have to empower everybody right before. Well, yeah, they do and these... then the good girl, yeah. the, our hero of yeah. the story, sexually assaults her in the bathroom. Right, right, and that's okay. But which is okay because it's girls. Clearly, the other person wanted you to. Right, sexually and, it, and it's okay because girls can. You know, it, it's just so weird. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's the more I talk about it. The more I'm sure I was kind at two, but I don't think it was zero. I've seen some real dumb no, zeros. it it wasn't anything because like zero, and it still about, it still had a, some some okay times. There were about, some scenes that are really fun, and it feels like if I watch this movie again, you're uh, a better which, man than I am, which I'm not, not going to do. do. But if I watch this movie again, I could pretty easily pick out the like. 40 minutes or so that make up the scenes that were like the original pitch right. of this movie yep. and because they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And anybody getting pitched that movie would go, <laughs> we can make something out of that. Right. right? And right. everything that got made out of it was completely yeah. wrong. But yeah. all the other stuff is actually kind of, even like the overarching plot, even though, for me, it ends up really weird that they yell and scream and hate each other, and right. that somehow makes them better friends. And right, I don't know what that is. I mean, I could see it because obviously this happens in you know every other movie where you have the friends and they get in a big fight and they yell at each other. But I mean, come on, we're friends. You don't right. you don't end your friendship just because you have one fight. Yeah. That depends on what you're fighting about, I think. Right. And, and how much you defend or attack that position. Like, right, right. We could have an argument and it could get heated, but we could end it. Right. Like, it depends on how far you're going to go. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, I, I love that. I love that in some ways it feels like, you know, the middle school drama club got a hold of their parents' cameras and just were like, this is what movies are. This is how stories are. Right, right. If it had been more realistic based on things, nobody gets arrested for doing what she does. Like, there's no reason to bust her out of jail <laughs> and come in, except, well, Superbad did it. Fogel, that, Fogel right. got arrested. Like, it, <laughs> right. it's weird. The more I think back on the three films that it certainly clearly wants to be, I just see ripple effects of all the things they did better and that this tries to sort of deviate into... You know, I I thought maybe the film would be better instead of the two cast lead. Maybe they needed a third. 
maybe the third person would be super brainy and hard to get out, or maybe like their best friend was AAA, and she's like, "You guys have to come right, out with right. me." But again, you then you start edging into well, maybe three is too tropish. We need a fourth, and now you got the hangover because you got too many people. Right? You know, it's hard to juggle this. Instead of being derivative of all these things, where I see super bad almost throughout the whole thing. Oh yeah, one controlling friend and another keeping secrets on the way to college, which alien, you know, you run through it. It's right there. I just thought maybe more of a, it doesn't have to be thoughtful because it's about women. It could be more like Mean Girls, which was vicious and about women. And it just didn't, it didn't seem interested. That was the other thing. It seemed actually disinterested in itself as a story. It, it just did. wanted to show me a little bit of flash of, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm convinced, you know, like I said, I, I don't feel like I'm convinced this is about women. It's, it happens yeah. to have women. It is because it says it is, but it's not because right. it is. It just yeah. doesn't it doesn't feel like it. And if you watch uh, you know, the other movies that we keep mentioning, either one, um, or I mean or lots either, of other movies it, are, before. Just it's say, not like, a lot of them. We're not it's pinned. not like that's all there is. Right. It's just that they're recent and are, everybody on the planet has seen social them. media keeps sure throwing them together as though this is like the trifecta now of Right. Uh, you know, female coming of age movies, which yeah. I hate. I can't believe. But that. either of those movies, they're about women, mm-hmm. and this movie is uh, anything that kind of comes close to being about young womanness mm-hmm. is just so surface and yeah. and empty, really, and yeah. like a goofy laugh, maybe, right. but not really like we're exploring anything. Like I said, you could just easily make this movie about guys and it right. wouldn't have to change very much. Right. It wouldn't be anything that was, uh, you know, there's nothing different about two guys going on the boat with the loser right. or yelling at each other or being yeah. nerds and going right. to a party or whatever. Yeah. There's not really an exploration of what is it about being female in these situations yeah. that makes, which it doesn't have to, right. but uh, it does, it's not good or bad because of that. It's just, it's just that it's not and, a different level of actually talking right. about those things and being more supportive of each other, not to the aggravating side. Like you know, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so pretty. No, oh, no, you're. It, don't do that again. Right. You know, and and if you're going to be so woke in your life's cynicism to have Malala be your, you know. Right. Get out of jail right. card. <laughs> right. Then actually own that a bit and and explore more about things. Because in some semblance, you know, they're really just out to have. One is just tagging along and one is just trying to experience what everyone else did. And I'm like, that's not a big enough motivation for the two characters, no matter what you discover in a bathroom stall. Right. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me on like almost every angle. And yet, despite I, that, I would have liked it better if she would have discovered that in a different way. Me too. She didn't have to have a confrontation with these people to like find out where people are going to school. Like, right. there's plenty of ways in school to yeah overhear or in whatever other way find out what they're doing. But the whole thing made that scene feel so you know just which sucks goofy I actually because actually like that yeah. It's like we're only having this scene because this is how we want her to find out. And yeah. I think if you took a if you took about a half an hour, cut a half an hour of like the crap out of this movie mm-hmm. in the middle, and you made like the first half hour be 
more of their year leading up to this day. Right. And like, give us some of these characters instead of, you know, the first half hour of the movie feels like the pilot of a sitcom. Like you're doing so much establishment, like so fast that you just have to whip out telling things about all these people, you know, he's the vice president never does anything. And look, he tries to catch fries because that's like complex for him. Yeah. You know, whatever. Everything is so, like shorthand of mm-hmm. trying to lay out characters yeah. that it's, you know, by the time that is over, you still don't feel like you've done anything. Right. Like you could have just a lot of walking in place. Yeah. You yeah. Know, a lot. It, it, there's a, before the big party scene that I like almost, I like almost all of it. I think that even though there's some absolutely weird moments in there, um, you know, there are flecks of things that pop up. I like that bathroom scene that we keep talking about, but I only really like the end of it. I yeah, really, yeah, I only yeah. really like about 30 seconds of it. Right. And it's about a four minute scene. I, I like small things that I think Olivia Wilde had, or at least the director of photography had a really good idea. I like it when the class is done and the kid comes out with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Like I actually, there's just like 20 seconds of this visual that I'm like, I like that. That's kind of fun. I like it. You're having fun. You're, you're actually kind of loose with things. And that's a stereotype of the mat, you know, the moment that school is out, but it's still kind of fun. You know, there are those moments peppered in things. And then there are things where we just, you know, we want to support Olivia Wilde. Well, we're, we're big name people. We'll be in your movie. Well, now I got to give you a scene that doesn't matter. Right. You know, Amy's parents are only interesting because they're absolutely a trope of themselves. We don't ever get to see Molly's parents. I mean, and I'm okay with that. I'm not pining for one over the other. I actually kind of wish we didn't see any parents. Yeah. You know, but. But we had people that agreed to be in the movie or whatever. And so they have a part. And not only that, but, you know, like that whole thing, we only see her parents because we have kind of this, uh, sticky gag we want to do with like the food and even that, runs that over they when, made when and then we want to make them uncomfortable with their hugging and their hand holding right, stuff right. and i'm just like you wouldn't actually do that either <laughs> i mean i get it so right whatever yeah uh man i wish it i wish it would have taken a lot of the uh things that it was trying to do and say with the party mm-hmm. which not that they were even great things to do and say but at least they were like paying attention to what they were trying to say yeah. during yeah. a lot of those party scenes, even, you know, even when they're doing that karaoke. Yeah. And if we hadn't already kind of thrown in this thing that we really didn't like them or didn't care about them. Yeah. There's just, there's such a weird feeling of everybody already likes each other and always has. Yeah. Except that we want there to be a little bit of tension between them mm-hmm. because otherwise it's, insanity that's right right? right, right. (laughs) i mean then you're just then you're just on another planet (laughs) yeah but uh but i like parts when they're like doing the karaoke and how it uh like kind of delivers this weird scene uh it's not even a scene it's like part of the scene when when she's about to start singing and it yeah that part is filmed in a really cool way mm-hmm. where she's just sitting there by herself and like, she can't do it. Yep. And, but then she just starts doing it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's like somebody thought about what they were doing for a little while and then made the scene. Right. Right. <laughs> and none of the, all the other parts look like, you know, you could have filmed this movie in like three days with a phone because right. we're just doing whatever. It's right. like you, 
learn your lines and then just go do it and whatever happens is fine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I that does not to me this movie did not deliver uh right. I think it's really directed well. Right. <laughs> right. Because so much of it just seemed like uh well actually parts of it almost felt like it was like kind of ad lib and yeah. and we shot it for like Improved 20 minutes. And, yeah. To get like four minutes of something, right? We just kept shooting it for like twenty minutes, and right. then said, "We'll pick something out of there." Yeah, and right. We'll get that. I don't know. Just stay in character as much as you can, right? Even if you don't really know who you are. Ah, I guess. Okay, I've run out of things to say. Except, I strangely didn't think that the cast was bad. I strangely didn't think that there was any performance in there that I was like cringing at. You know, I actually kind of liked them. I just didn't like the story, and I didn't like the direction. Yeah. You know, overall. There wasn't anything to distract me. Like sometimes movies like this, really, especially movies like this, they really lean on some new band or music. Music was pretty absent. Even at right. like, the party scenes, it was just like some tertiary. You club you you would have you like, thought we'd have spent some money on yeah, getting some like, tracks get, for at least it or get something. Third Eye Blind to do something new. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, they're the they're the king of these films. I it didn't even seem to have any of these things. It was like what you said earlier, and and I've said it before. You can put all the ingredients to a cake in front of you. If you don't know the order, like it's going to come out like crap. And they were the, all the necessary ingredients for a good cast. I, I just don't. I just it don't even see had. I thought there was a lot of it that just got weird. And uh, you know, this is more on the writing of what's happening. Like the uh, you know, we had our drunk rich girl. Yeah. That goes along with our. I recognized her. Dorky. Yeah. Uh, rich. The rich kid. Guy, yeah. Right. And I thought her character started out really good. Yeah. I really, really yeah. was into that character. Mm -hmm. She was like the rich kid or whatever, but she was also kind of like the Jeff Spicoli of the movie, right. you know? Right. But then we had to have that thing where she just pops up everywhere. All the time. Yeah. And then it's, she, you know, she's just a goofy now she's gimmick. She's just a genie. Like, yeah. She's yeah. just, uh, she's just, just a lane. dumb shtick yeah. that, you know, that for me doing that. Uh, part where everywhere they go, there she right. is. Right. That's just like you don't know what else right. to do, right. and you feel like that'll be like a little laugh because she'll pop up. Right. Like, you know, they could get like kidnapped, right, and, she, and yeah. taken somewhere, and she'd pop up. She's in because the trunk. she's just everywhere. You know, she's like, you guys, it's dark in here. And yeah. like, you know, when you do it once, maybe right. if, if she was then actually at the party <laughs> she was supposed to go to, right. then you know, fine, she made it to the party. Well. But she pops up all over the place. They go to a party they didn't know they were going to go to, and she's, she's there. She's there, right. And, I, and you know, for me, like uh, I said before, all of the side <laughs> characters, I actually kind of enjoyed. Yeah. I, liked the, uh, I liked the girl that she was trying to hit on. Yep. I liked the jock guy once we got past uh, making him look like an idiot at the beginning. Yep. I liked all of these side characters. I I pretty much liked the uh, you know the hot model girl. Yeah. I mean, I liked all these characters. I would I want to see like the sequel, right? Where we get rid of these main two people, right, right. and we just follow Go all these other people them. and see what happens. And, yeah, you know, I don't, and that's that's not a sell for your movie. No, <laughs> no, it's it's really not. That all one. right, all right. I think we bashed on this movie enough, but yeah. um, you know, I don't know. Some people. This is a rare one. We bashed on it. We gave it low. Liked, we gave it low numbers and still stuck it to it. Normally yeah. we're like, it's a two. But let me tell you what I liked. It didn't have a lot that yeah. stood out as as liking, except that I liked 
I like some of the characters if you could avoid paying attention to everything that's happening. If maybe. you're really if you're really going places and this one weird random girl just keeps popping up, like after the third one, I'm getting a restraining <laughs> order. Like because you're now you're not everywhere. You're just following me. Well, and it's in 24 hours. It's right. not she's like she's like, got a lot of bonus time to yeah. get there before you when all you did was go straight from like one place to another or <laughs> right. what, you know, whatever. Yeah, right I anyway. Anyway, uh, so skip this one. I'm not, yeah, skip this. I'm not mm. even sure what is next week, except that I think in the next few weeks, there's, there's uh, a fair amount of pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, but it, it's escaping me off the top of my head, but, oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's always Rocket Man. I, you know, I keep seeing these ads from Ma, and I'm really sad that Octavia Butler had to do, had to do that film. I guess Dark Phoenix is the next big thing, and I'm not even really excited for that. Uh, yeah, I'm not either. And I'm a, I'm a big comic book guy. All right, so uh, <laughs> really fun things. Rocket Man's supposed to be great, though. Uh, is it? You've seen? I mean, everyone says that that is great in ways that I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> as, I mean, a, as opposed to this, Rocket movie. Man, Godzilla, Ma, Dark Phoenix, Secret Life of Pets, and then Men in Black, and then Child's Play. Great. Yeah. Oh man, the reaction to that in the oh theater, yeah the trailer was, for the trailer Child's just Play got groans got... anyway. So we got stuff to see. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning yeah. in. We'll be back next week with uh, another something fine movie. Yeah. <laughs> see right. ya. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>